So, so a couple of days ago, I ran across this video that was talking about the toxic culture of baby mamas. Let's talk about the video I just gave you. Um, and it covered a couple of the rappers of today that we know of that have, or not just rappers, but entertainers that we know of that have a lot of children by a lot of women. Um, it covered Future, covered Boosie, talks about Chief Keef, talk about Nick Cannon, and the what what's kind of going wrong with with doing what they did, <laughs> which you know is obvious reasons. Well, they made a lot of children with a lot of women, and that created households with no dads. Um, makes it impossible for them to be present in these kids' lives and. You know, so it, it covered that and covered some, I would say, statistical information, but from a perspective that was like kind of funny in a way, even though it's not a laughing matter, but it was meant to inform and at the same time kind of relate to the audience. But I thought it was interesting because, you know, it just made me think about, well, you know, those effects that do happen if a father is not present. What does that child's life look like? What can it look like? Yeah, so Chief Keef's baby mama, apparently she planned, well, yeah, one of them, <laughs> she planned to um, meet him. She went to all his concerts, and one day she finally got to meet him and got to have some couple of, bang can't bang. even say one night stand, just a couple of standing nights, some bang bang time, and had a baby, and she was able to, like, parlay some cloud off of that like she got some stuff going on with that but it was just the just the fact that she in her mind conjured up this scheme to say hey okay i'm gonna have a baby by this guy right here not because we're in some great relationship because we love each other but because of what he does and what he has to offer so i thought that was really interesting um but it, you know it also just made me think about like once again like what you know, what is a child's life looking like when that's their circumstance? And it's unfortunate. Um, they even covered Future's son. I think it's his oldest son who recently like went to jail for some gang activity that he was involved in, some crimes. I I, I am riffing, but <laughs> um, some stuff that he was not supposed to be involved in. And, you know, just kind of going back to, well, his daddy Future has never been in his life like that, has never been a presence in his life. You know, a lot of these kids, they've only seen their, their dads, if they've seen them on TV and music videos, or, you know, seen them covered in social media, but not taking them to school, not giving them like a regular phone call, not, um, not putting them to bed at night, not playing basketball with them or, you know, doing their hair, you know, whatever, you know, all these bonding things that you do, um, in a father experience. Um, so yeah, I thought that that was really interesting and sad and why? Hey, cash flow. On the beat, beat, beat. Cash flow. <laughs> yeah, my love. And darkness, yo. <laughs> yeah. Well, we out here. That's right. Another week. Another fresh. It's the boy. 
What is my name? <laughs> Yusuf. Hey. Lord. So we're back for another week. I'm saying, everybody, I hope you've enjoyed your week. Yeah. It's kind of a two-week vacation. You have to just get some time off for a second. But, you know, we're back. We back. Welcome we back. back. So thank you all for tuning in. About to get this started as usual. Another week of cocktails and conversation. Embracing the darkness and the change. Welcome. <laughs> in the light. <laughs> so... Let's drive this down. Keep turning it up. Let's get it. Let's get it. So, we're here for another week. Um, the brother Yusuf Muhammad, Yam's creation. Uh, thank you all for tuning in. I thank my producer. I don't know what name she goes by. I, I swear we like schizophrenic in half the time. <laughs> so, I'm going to stop that one for you. Ginger G snaps. Wanna go back with G snaps? G snaps. Okay. So I thank our producer G snaps for um giving the introduction for us this week. Um we had a, a topic, you know, this is cocktails and conversation, but it's real adults having real conversations about real shit. And what's some of the real shit we have to deal with, honestly, is the effects of us as men. Yeah. Not being in our community and not taking care of our homes. And just uh as the Bible said, uh scattering seeds <laughs> <laughs> on the ground. Um and we're here. So do our introductions and we have a conversation because this is it affects all of us. And this was just where we at today. So it's your boy, Yusuf Muhammad, Yam's creation in the building. And I'm sitting along with my brother. Y'all know who it is. It's Dark Shining Light Not over here, Tim Hargrove. Welcome to the dark side. That was him. That is him. Yeah, darkness, everybody. Darkness. He here. He here. Hear ye, hear ye. <laughs> Kings come near me. Um, but yeah, that, that's kind of least what we're talking about, man. It, it, Kings. Uh, and I love this is. I don't know who's going to run this one tonight. I really don't, honestly, because this is a subject that's dear hard to both of us because we're black men in particular. But uh, I know uh, my brother, Nubatis, darkness always deals with that king shit. Like, tip, <laughs> always on that king shit. And um, I agree. You know, I, I like calling us as black men, I like calling us as people, period, kings, because it gives you something to look forward to. But at a certain point in my life, I kind of slowed down with calling them by kings and queens. Be honest, which was folding to this. Because a lot of us do nigga shit. Mm-hmm. And kings don't do nigga shit. We do that's just the shit that we know in any streets nowadays, killing people and everything. And I'm like, we have to elevate ourselves to appreciate and take on these titles. So, I mean, I, I still call my brother, oh, wow. <laughs> Praise me to a lot. So I, I love being a Muslim. I do. Because it just hit me while I was sitting here. What hit you? The brother. <laughs> <laughs> so we are called brothers. Yeah. Because above any title in the world, the, the best greatest thing among you should be a brother, brother. or a sister. Mm-hmm. So we call each other brother because brother is the knowing that I have not sympathy, but empathy. Mm-hmm. For everything that you're going through, and I'm there for you to help you out as much as I can. Exactly. So, 
as we continue to walk on this travel and going back again, shout out to uh, Zipper Snaps for opening us <laughs> up this week, this <laughs> evening. Um, and dealing with the subject of us as just being men and stuff that we're not doing, especially in, in, in regards to our children in particular. I'm speaking as a man who has uh, <laughs> my other producer, uh, Tropic Thunder, tried to say I was just baby mama and I had to tell her, no, I have a child that I had and I have an ex-wife. Um, but many of us as black men just got a bunch of baby mamas running around. Yeah, that's true. And I have a friend, and this ain't my friend. I know somebody that got 17. 17. It's a lot. Right, you have, we in Atlanta. I know some people who can top that because right. probably listen to the podcast now. It's like, right, oh. you li- you literally have a, a lethal weapon in your pants, partner. Yeah, because you're knocking off. You're dangerous, man. Club. You're very dangerous. I always think about STDs. Well, a lot of things when I'm thinking about is the the fruit of your loins, the fruit of the loom. <laughs> <laughs> fruit of the loom. Okay, I got you. But no, no, I, I want to address something that you brought up earlier. Mm-hmm. Um, you said about you talking about spreading the seeds, and as kings, and you know we we taking give off the spirit fingers, yeah, baby. I'm taking off the rings it now. Night. <laughs> I, I'm I'm finna really get into it. Um, for us, but what what is that song? Um, what is his name? He said, uh, he was saying, uh, what what's a king to a god? Uh, 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 Jay Z and um, who was that? And uh, Kanye West watched the throne. Yeah. Church okay. In the wild, so how, how did how did the words go? What's it? what's a god to a king? What's a god to an unbeliever? You know, broke that thing down. We can stop it, and you can get the exact words if you want. Yeah, so. we'll we'll get that. But here's the thing. Everyone who's worked a job or who's taken on something or responsibility, the title don't mean shit without the work. You know, you can call yourself whatever you want to call, but until you actually put in the work, until you actually have the mindset, the skill set, and the follow through. And in, you know, everybody know I was in the military. We call things the, uh, we, we do an AAR, right? It's called an after action review, where you review what you've done. So let's go into a little bit of scripture. We're not even going to um, go all through it, right? But Christ gives a, um, a parable of the, uh, the farmer and the seed. And he's casting the seed out, and some of it falls upon the thorns and the thistles. That's it. And some of it falls upon the stony places. Yes, stony places. That's what I was going to say. And really. some of it yes, falls yes. upon, you know, fertile ground. Now... These are parts of the um, the things that he wanted people to know. He was actually giving deep, deep hidden knowledge. And he presented it in such a way that the common man could understand it. But they un- understood at their level, right? Mm. But the deep, most hidden meanings he actually shared with those who followed him, which we call disciples. Because everyone understood that at a certain level. So let's just talk at it at one of those levels. We're not even going to go into the deep understanding of the disciples. But if you are calling yourself a king or you're calling yourself a this or calling yourself a that, or you say, well, peace to the gods and you're calling yourself a God, 
Or you're saying, hey, I, I see everyone as one, and you're calling yourself a brother. Whatever title that you are, you have to know the value of what you have. And let's use that parable. If you're a farmer, right? A farmer yields a crop. So the most precious thing that you have is your seed. It's not your money. It's not your strength. It's not your mind. Because all that will pass away. The gift that you have is what you leave behind. And it's the seeds that you plant in the ground. And that seed may be the wisdom that you impart. It may be the buildings, but all that shit will pass away. When you know the value of your strength, the seed that's in you, of your ages, of, of your children that you plant, then you understand that you can't just throw it around. Because the fertile ground that you landed on, you have to be able to cultivate that seed, right? So a lot of men, and you know, they say, oh, well, these women, these women, these women. If you're a man of power, a man of influence, a man of popularity, or whatever it is, and you don't understand the value of your seed, because, you know, it's really popular now to downgrade men and say, well, men are this and men are that. Look, you'll know exactly how much you're worth when that child support hit. <laughs> And the other thing is that it's not even about that. As we see men who are older, who've had children all over the place, and we see the, we see the effect of it, where those children grow up, they're not children. They're human beings because they grow up, and some of us are among the counted number that had multiple brothers and sisters that you never met. Because Papa was a rolling stone. You know, and he kept on rolling on. Mm. And we see how that older man who had a bunch of kids all over everywhere. We see his life kind of fractured and destroyed. And so now you can't even, you don't have any relationship to the things that you brought, the, the people that you brought in this world and the things that you brought upon yourself. And so when I'm looking at all the, a lot of people who, who don't have that household, man, they, they, you know, you grow up and you got, let's say you grow up, you got, um, those kids don't have a father. So, it 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 really has an effect when you don't have that presence in the home, and it's not that hey you 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 got to sometimes shit happen you break up, you know you you get divorced and things like that. But the presence is felt when you're involved because it's a lot of niggas in the home that the kids don't even interact with it. <laughs> you know what I mean? I want to run with you, brother. If you don't mind, put on your shoes. I'm gonna put on my shoes. But we're gonna. I'm gonna. I'm gonna Treadmill run because I want to stay on the topic, <laughs> a topic that you were on. Yeah, the multiple children by the man and Papa was a Rolling Stone. It hit me as I said that seventeen children. Hey, <laughs> I always have questions. One, I'd be like, I know, like he, he at some point he told you he had all these children, sister. What the fuck made you want to continue to be in the number? Did you think you were going to be different? Yeah. I always ask. I always ask that question. What made you continue to be? Did you allow him to shoot up the club? Like, what? What, what is your thought process? Then the other thought process becomes, you know what? I'm gonna stay on this because I don't want to even get banned off air. So let me ask this question to my. Uh, the question I always ask, not a question. The issue that you Rolling Stone individuals have is that. 
when you have these multiple baby mamas, yeah. at some point, you should introduce everyone. Let me tell you why. There's a story. It's not a story to me because I heard it around, but then I know the situation straight from one of these 17 kids. So there was a um, two kids in the school, you know, nature. They, they, they couldn't, they just liked each other. They didn't understand why. They just liked each other. They were always in the couple class together, but they had a, just an attraction to each other. They wind up, they, they had like 10th grade, 11th grade, whatever. They started dating. They dated a while, didn't before they even told their parents. And they just was blah, blah, blah. And you know what kids get into? Sneaking around having sex. And then at some point, he's like, well, you know what? I'm going to introduce you to my mama. I like you, blah, blah, blah. She ta- he takes her home, and the mom was like, the f- no, you can't stop. She's going off, and she, you understand why mama's hysteric. She's like, that's your sister. Right, right. Everybody's like, what? (laughs) So again, and this is not me knowing this from other situations. This is like a personal thing. I found out like the person, they've been doing whatever, whatever. And you find out that that's your sister. Yeah. That you're doing because your daddy never introduced you to all these people. So, and then again, this is Atlanta. I tell folks, they say it's six degrees separation. It is a lie. Atlanta is three. Yeah. Maybe four when you're really pushing it. Yeah. But three degrees of separation, you know somebody. somebody. Like, it is not hard to get to the next part. I'm talking about from the governor down to your crackhead on the corner. It's three degrees of separation where you know somebody who knows somebody who knows that person. And you have all these multiple children, and you're not like in Coweta County, Augusta, Macon, Dublinville, you like Decatur, <laughs> College yep. Park, Riverdale, East Point. If y'all don't know these places, this is like five miles apart. Everybody know these places. They rap about them. Right, right, right. right. <laughs> but if I looked on the map, these places are like five miles apart. Yeah, they, they not. That you are having relationships with all these women because you think you being a player and all this stuff. But you have all these children and these children growing up. Like I know a person who had three children like within six days of each other. Yeah. It was weird how it even worked out, but all of them came out around the same time. So don't you think they know each other at some point? They may run into each other. You know what? It's it's crazy when <clears throat> I see... Now, I want to go back to what she was talking about. Like, you have people who, especially when we're talking about, like, celebrities, when people see that somebody got a bit of money and... You know, they're plotting on them. They're plotting on, okay, I'm going to have a baby by X, Y, and Z. Have a baby by me? Be a billionaire? <laughs> millionaire? That's what the man said. But it's like, once you have a child, you understand that it's so much more than money that needs to be involved. Bruh. Man, that's the last thing. As a child, the last thing the child, when a child tell you about how much uh, their mother or their father was in their life and the things that they grew up, the last thing they talk about is money. You understand what I'm saying? Because yeah. that's the last shit that really, really matter. You need money as a tool, but that's it. Anyone who, you know, a lot of people out there who who are well-to-do, once the bills and rent and all that shit taken care of, then the real issues come out. Because when you're good on money, 
what you want is the time. There's a lot of people who, when we talk about, let's talk about the presence of a father because there are fathers sitting at home right now that don't speak to their kids. It's yeah. fathers out there who are more fa- of a father to their stepchildren than they are to their actual children, their biological children. You niggas is crazy in the head. No, nah, but that's what it is. I Let's know, be but real. It's still crazy. And when we look at the people who involve themselves, especially if you are a mother, or you let's talk before motherhood, before you become a mother. How are you preparing yourself? Thing is, you know, you have to really understand the value of who you are, your time, and in this life. Because what are you spending your time doing? Because as a child, like when you're missing that father, it's all kind of stuff that happens. Is men learn more out of observation of a man than anything. It's times that we've watched our fathers and see how he moved, see how the things that he doesn't do. We see his routines. Like the most profound thing that ever happened to me was to watch my stepfather kneel down and humble himself before God and pray. He didn't even know nobody was in the house. And when I seen that he submitted to God, that year was the whole year when our whole family structure changed. And I literally can pinpoint it to that moment. Everything lined up. My mom got in line. Everything lined up with him. But when you don't have that presence, when you got somebody who is all over the place, and it's not the amount of kids, it really ain't. Because if you are a person who's involved in your family, you can have 20 kids. You had 10, 40. We know those, those, those households, especially back in the day, where they had, you know, 12 kids. And it was the same mom and dad, right? Uh-huh. Or if you're still involved in your children's life, the fact your mere, the mere thought of, I need to talk, I'm going to tell your father, it creates a whole nother ball game. <laughs> you understand what I'm saying? Because his yeah. presence is there. Yeah, yeah. And you know, when you have people out there and you got, you know, baby mama here, baby mama there, you got children here and children there, and you don't even know them. It's so uh, I'm I'm with you on the far, on the part of you can have multiple women, but it's your effect of how you're there or not. Because if you think about polygamy, not this polyamorous BS that we're doing now, polygamy, yeah, and the fact of a man having multiple women as wives, his responsibility is to each one that oh, that is yeah. his wife and his children. Yeah. So if a man decides to be Nick Cannon and has 12 children. I think he has something like that. But all of them say Nick Cannon's there. From what I heard, he he's there for the children. He's spending time with them. And people say, oh, you can't do it equally. Well, the fact that he's still doing it, let's, let's deal with that first. Yeah. But then you have ex person on the other side who's not doing the same thing. And the effects that it's having on those children we don't know as of now. Yeah. But you can look at, you know, Sankofa in order to know where you're going from, you gotta know where you've been. We start looking back in the past in our in our communities, look at us, we're 40 years old. How many 40-year-old men do you know don't have a good relationship with men because they didn't have a good relationship with relationship their father? With their father. They don't know how to interact with men. They don't know how to men. interact with men because every time I'm see, the difference is is when a man speaks to you as a young boy, you straighten up and you start getting a different mindset of how you're doing things. A woman talks to you 
I, I don't know. There's I, one point in life as men that a woman can't tell you shit. And it all. don't matter if you are a boy, a teenager, no matter how good that woman is, those women get to the point where they feel like they have to physically threaten you. And you was like, and there are some children who are 12, 13, 11. As a matter of fact, I got a homeboy, right? At 11 years old, I, I met him when he was 10, 11 years old. He was already six foot five. Mm. What can you do with that? Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? There are a lot of, you know what I'm saying? There's a lot of kids out there at 11, 12 years old. Your mama threaten you all she want. You can fling her against the wall. And, and a lot of mamas out there have been flung by their out of control child. But uh, even with those, like, and our conversation topic is a little bit around the world, but it's really just dealing with the absence. These are the effects of a, of, uh, a, of a man not in the present. Of a man not in the home, and this is what we're dealing with, the effects of this. And it's, I don't know, it's, just, it's, a, it's all the different effects that you have, because I, I know, it's always talk about men being mentors. Yeah. Men being, the, men being in the community. Because again, honestly, gay, straight, whatever it is that you are, be a man. That's how I look at that. So if you be upset me for that, kick rocks. Be a man first. Yeah. Because that's what you are. Now, we talk about the different, you know, genders and everything, but the reality is that that male presence, that male presence everything. means everything. It gives guidance, it and gives direction. It helps develop and grow because man, being as real. a man, even if you're a gay man, mm -hmm. talking to some young brothers, it's somebody in that group who's probably gay. Yeah. And they just don't know how to understand themselves at this point. But you talking to them from a manly aspect can give them some guidance that they need. Yeah. You being the man in the situation, because six foot five or not. Imagine, that Le guidance. imagine LeBron, a man that the size of LeBron James being uh -huh. gay and some little kid who's 14 years old, six foot five. Yeah. I don't care what you say. LeBron James, the, the gay version of that dude, walking to the house is still a man. Yeah. That kid will bow down at any point because, you know, this is still a man in the house. I don't you, care how he does it. I'm going to put another thing on it. No matter how big the kid is, you know what I mean? Like, when you're in the presence of a man, let's take that same six-foot-five kid, right? You're on mm -hmm. a football team, basketball team, you at, at school. Your coach ain't nowhere near the size of him, but you listen to him. All day. You hear what I'm saying? All day long. Your principal ain't, ain't your size, but you listen to him because it's his authority. Because he's a man and he stands in his authority. Yes, sir. And no matter what, you're going to bow to that authority. And it's the same thing with, with when you have divided homes. That's the difference between having a polyamorous relationship. It's not a divided home. It's not even a home. You understand what I'm saying? When, when, when people are under one household, here's the thing. Your morals are being shared in that household. Don't matter how many children you got. That's right. Because as I'm a stepfather and I'm a father, but his seed is being taught by my influence. Do you understand that? Yeah. That's the difference. If you're a man and you have children all over everywhere, you don't know where the influence of your child is going to be. He could be a man like me or he could be a piece of shit. Right. Because if your woman is not going to stay with you, 
the influences that you bring around, that she brings around your child, you have no control over. None. So here it is, the second version of you, or or you know, not even that version, but your DNA is out there. Your children, your beloved is out there. And they're vulnerable to whatever the world throws at them. And then your main job as protector and provider is now harder. Now it's more difficult because it you didn't know the value of your seed. I'm sorry. It's a joke, but it's not a joke. And how it was set up. When we talk about being present in the child's life. Yeah. I salute Russell. Dude who Sierra married. Yeah. That dude is, I like him. Oh, oh, I don't no. care how what do people say about him. A lot of say, uh, might be alone this one. My people don't like me. I don't hear a lot. I don't I hear. I see what I see on TV. <laughs> <laughs> Social media. But what I'm gonna deal with is the one situation how it's a respect factor as men. And People say he pussy and all this stuff. I still like how he handles himself as a man when it comes to these children. You ain't heard Russell say not one thing about future yet. All this stuff that the future done said about him and said that he's still sleeping with Sierra and everything, right? He ain't said not one thing. But the one picture that he did answered everything. And the one picture that he did was he on the field playing with that man's son. His, his son's named Future, and he's with another man calling him daddy, playing at his job. That answer, that was the response that I was like, yo, that is, that's a checkmate that no, that's, you ain't got to say nothing to me. Yeah. Because that's a checkmate, what we're just talking about, someone being there. He like, I'm here, you not. Your son is with me. So whatever you want to say about me and how you don't like me, guess where your child is? And I said, God damn, boy. And you know what the crazy part is? Is that as men, we pick up, honestly, my, my grandmother, let there be blessings on her soul. Praise the Lord. She um, she would always get me books as we were growing up, right? Mm. And she got me these books called You Have Many Fathers. Mm. And as a man, as we grow into our adulthood, we we gain many fathers. There are people who step into that world, that role that our biological father can't fill. Mm. You know, there are people who we gain as fathers. Um, let's say we're going into a, uh, a business, right? Mm-hmm. And so someone picks us up as a mentor and they become like a father to us. We go, you know, to our places of worship and Either we have our pastors, our imam, or or whomever, right? And they become a father to us. Uh-huh. Those of us who didn't grow up with a father, we have a stepfather, become a father to us. And it's a blessing to be a father to the fatherless because there are a lot of guys who are in the neighborhood who just, you know, you just teach the kids around the neighborhood how to change a tire or teach them how to fight or how to... You know, do push-ups and sit-ups or how to discipline their emotions. You know, those men around the neighborhoods give you a job. You know, you help them cut grass. Or you know what I'm saying? Mm. Those are all fathers. And the presence of him is felt. Whether it's a teacher, whether it was a coach, whether it was somebody on our jobs, 
who picked up who had that energy of a father. And so when that presence is there, now we have some type of covering over us. And when you are the person who's doing the covering, you understand the effect of it. The reason why a lot of these men are dying lonely <laughs> in these oh. nursing homes, right? Right. Because they weren't fathers. Mm. They didn't have an effect on anybody in their communities. They was out there doing their thing. And then you get old and nobody gives a shit about you because you didn't give a shit about nobody. And that's what you have to be real careful. Like, you know, you got these guys out here, they having a whole lot of um, uh, babies out there. But, you know, when you're looking at certain things, some of these women are not victims. Let, let, just like you said, that lady, she, she plotted that. She plotted and schemed and said he had some money. But the thing is, when we look at people who are just in it for some money or something like that, then you have that child and they have questions. And they they need things. And that thing go bump in the night. And everybody's scared to get out of their room because <laughs> ain't nobody there. But beyond that, when you're needing that guidance, you know what I'm saying, or you're just wanting somebody to be there, mm. and you don't have that. And so a lot of, we, we talked about how she schemed to get there, but let's talk about the other side because there's a lot of baby mamas out there who's scheming on some good dude because they need some help. Let's talk about the ones who claiming some dude who's not the one. Yeah. Like said, setting up. Yeah. That get help. Like, there's this man, this dude who had a kid. Huh? I don't know. Oh, Kurt man, Franklin. Kurt Franklin. You ain't heard about uh, what happened with Kurt Franklin? Nah, what happened? Hold on, uh, Ginger Snap. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on, I would really like to talk about that. Go ahead, what happened? So, Kurt Franklin came out with this documentary where he was talking about finding, he was showing him find his, finding out who his real father After 53 is. years, yeah. Mm -hmm. Did you see it? I didn't see the documentary. I saw, I saw the little clip that he found with dad. Yeah, so apparently his mother lied to him about who his who his father was. And even when he did the DNA test with this new man who he just met, mm. um, she was, like, still in denial. She was like, there's no way that that can be your father. But it's like, but they, they took two DNA tests. Look, he looked like the dude. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. But that's that, that thing of lying. Like, I was saying, I know... Of a situation, man. People say, "How do you know?" Because I get around people. Listen, I like to talk. When I get the moment, I like. <laughs> if you ask my friends. You still like to talk. That was the issue that my ex-wife had with me. You said, "If you talk too damn much to too many people." So, I was talking with this. I ain't talking. I know the dude personally. Shout out to you, homie. Um, who, eighteen years, eighteen years, eighteen years, taking care of a girl, literally. And on the 18th birthday, the mother says, this ain't your kid. Yeah. She knew. Scandalous. She knew. Like, he like, how long? She said, I, I knew the whole time. I just. I, I wanted I, you to raise. I, I wanted you because yeah. I knew that the father wasn't shit. So I told you and you did what I knew what you was going to do. You helped me with the child. So now 
which is stupidity because it's like, let's just be honest. It's a false premise. That right thing there. tangled that bad that you wanted that man and you allow his seed to come into, into the world instead of the seed that was supposed to be. Come on, bro. Let's just be, let's, let's, let's be honest let's, because we're not on, really addressing the real situation. The elephant in the room, nobody wants to touch it. Your pussy was feeling some kind of way when you found that dude and you wanted that sex from that dude. Let's just, people, ain't nobody gonna say it. I'ma say it. We, women cannot help. It's a, it's a saying that says attraction is not a choice. No matter how much good of a dude you are. And because I've been both dudes. I've been the dude that's been the simp. And I've been the dude that everybody just wanted to be with. You know what I'm saying? Yep. And, you know, and it feels terrible on both sides. I don't care what nobody say. At one point, you know, and we know what it, what it feel like to do to get tricked into thinking that that's your kid and all this other stuff. I've been there. I've been in a relationship where somebody destroyed my seed. And then... They went off and got another abortion, and I ain't feel nothing. I knew they weren't my child. The reason why they was getting an abortion because they were hiding the fact that it was somebody else. Because I always told them, look, I'm not a fool. You know what I'm saying? Uh, All children of mine are getting DNA tests. Yeah. We just living, I just might be your type, and he might just have the same nose and these same lips. <laughs> right, <laughs> right, right, right. So, on that side, we know we see the anguish in the guy's face, and we see all the other side. But on the other side of that, being I've been the dude where I was getting the sex, but I wasn't getting the date. You hear what I'm saying? I'm getting the yams, but I'm not getting the relationship. And it feels terrible when like somebody's you. saying that they only want you <laughs> physically. I'm, they only want you physically, but you're not worthy of their real time. Brother, I had that epiphany today. So I was thinking about a past situation, and I was just like, I was that person. Like the I, I I've always been that safe place. Yeah. The one that regardless of if I need something, got something, whatever it is, I can come back to you. I can come back or I can go to him. He's going to make He's it gonna, right. Yeah. <laughs> but this retarded dumb society now with this toxic relationship and the 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 advertisement and making it seem like, what the fuck is wrong with you, young ladies? I'm so, <laughs> what the fuck is wrong with you that you got to have a little toxicity in your life? But then what happens is you hit maturity. Yeah. Some maturity may hit you at 25, but most of you don't. You're still fucked up till at least you're 30. That's at the youngest. But most of them hit when they're 40. And then that toxicity of the maturity hits and says, I'd rather have peace. Now, my producers, am I saying anything wrong right now? Yeah, peace versus poison. Right. But that's the just peace, the truth. But you've fucked up so many people along the, the way. way that you should have just take your ass over there and deal with poison. Yeah. Because now you've messed it up for the peace brother who could have went on and just got him another good sister and been good. Yeah. But now you've tainted him, made him think he had a kid with you, made him... Um, dislike women now and the fact that now he's just holding women out because she did me wrong so I'm about to just immaturity go after a whole bunch of them I know one they got an STD from one because he was being with her he just didn't know she was being with them yeah so you know and now she got a baby daddy somewhere right but <laughs> she but she blaming him gave him an STD 
you didn't pay what it is. I didn't get the attention from you. Or you did X, Y, you pissed me off or it, whatever. It's, dumb, it is what it is. Whatever dumb situation it is. I just looked at it like, what, you know, we're, we're steering off topic. I know, but that no, just no, no, right because now. those it, add into the factors because that mindset come from the pre the absence of the presence of the father, because now th their minds are messed up. Now, because you don't have those presence, we don't have those communities. When a man is there in the community, it creates an atmosphere of the community of accountability. It creates the atmosphere of the community of, we don't, like, in order to have the things that we have, right? Look at the state of our country. I was talking about this early. Look at the state of our country. We're fractured. It's this versus that. It's Republicans versus Democrats. It's black versus white. It's Generation X versus Baby Boomers versus Millennials versus Generation Y, Z, and all that. Everything is fractured. And then when you look down into it and you look at the, the communities are fractured. It's this versus that. Then you go back to it, it really breaks down to the fracture of the home. And mm -hmm. all of this shit, is, it all comes in together. It's not veering off of the subject because it all is a product of the missing presence of the man. When one steps away, all the other factors start to break down and other things come in. I feel you. Yeah. Because it's like we're dealing with the factor. We're dealing with factors, men, because we men first. <laughs> um, of, you know, the absence of men. But the same thing you do with the absence of woman, not female, because I want my producer to bust in my head. So the absence of a woman in the house and a mother. Let's yeah. be more specific, a mother. Because the difference between a, a woman a lady, and a mother. Yeah. Y'all can figure it out, but I can very, very quickly go it down to you. Woman very quickly is, very quickly, not quickly, very quickly is the sex almost. I'm just dealing with the, the general aspect of it. Lady, as you talk about that, that's, she's risen above, now she has a title. She's Because refined. she's distinctive, she's refined. But then the refined is a different level when you become a mother. Yeah. Not just someone who is a mom. It's like there's a difference between the father and the dad. So by definition, Minister Farrakhan, you know I gotta go, my man. We call it, it's a difference between a father and a dad. You have a baby daddy. Then you say that's my father. Now father's one, the, the root word of it is similar to that which goes into further. The one who furthers you in your understanding of things. So you don't always have to be the biological father to be the father of the community. Exactly. And most of us are missing all of these. So just like with the mom and the mother is that we don't have enough women who are being mothers in the home that nurturing, caring. We're going back to that traditional woman that we talked about before versus this modern woman, because the traditional woman, yeah, you can say that, Oh, I'm not cooking and cleaning and all this stuff. But the reality of it is, what do your children need for you to do? Yeah. Because if you look at society with moms not cooking no more, we do a bunch of Betty Crocker, Betty Crocker stovetop stuffings and everything else that we're buying out the cans instead of getting some vegetables and stuff. Look at the health rate of society. We're literally dying. We're literally dying. And they go, wholesale. oh, well, I'm not here to cook and clean, but who's going to cultivate my body? Who's going to help the children? Yeah. Who, where are we getting our medicinal needs from? Because with you not understanding food science, oh, and you're literally killing your children. We we have dead generations. 
Like the average age of black men is like 50 something, 40 something. Niggas is, I, my partner passed away at 40 years old. It's 40th birthday party. He's dead. And we're going, oh, well, I don't want you to cook and clean. Do you understand that I'm entrusting my body to you? I want you to cook. I ain't right? You need to. No, the thing is, it's not just the food that you're supposed to be preparing are supposed to be the medicinal herbs that keep me alive. But when everybody, the only thing that you're making is, you know what I'm saying, shrimp pasta and chicken Alfredo and a and a burger every now and then. Let's say, yeah, with shrimp some, Alfredo you know, death. Come on now. <laughs> but the thing is, you don't even understand the herbs that you're putting in the food is supposed to help me with my with my brain function. It's supposed to help me with the way that my my blood flows into my body. You're supposed to be putting different vitamins and minerals inside of myself and my children. The cleaning, when here, here it is, when you don't clean, you don't have discipline. So you have people who are walking around with no discipline. And they don't understand how to clean a household. They don't know nothing about keeping their bodies clean. When you got grown women around here who don't know how to clean their vaginal area. And you got grown men around here who don't know how to clean their penis and their testicles. Don't know to wash their ass every day, several times a day. Don't know how to have good hygiene, which keeps you alive, which keeps you functional, which keeps you presentable which keeps you having a certain level of respect for yourself. Those things are the essential base elements and people are going, they're leaving the base elements. It's like, how can you build a house when you don't have a foundation? But they're not leaving the base elements. I mean, let me throw some sprinkle me, sprinkle tinkle me on top of there. Is that they're not leaving the base elements. They were never taught them. Yeah, they don't because know. It, we have to skip two, three generations back. Yeah, because the stuff that great great some of y'all great grandma, but some of us just old of us just got grandma. The stuff that my grandma taught my mama, who taught my sister, is now between the sister and her daughter, and mom and sisters that's being thrown away. Yeah, because the you know our mother let's do it our generation, our mothers taught our sisters right. Now you look at all our sisters and like. Oh, the women that's like 40 and ish, whatever, looking at them like, what the fuck happened to y'all? Well, what? they were left behind. Like what, what we're talking about with these fathers. Here's the thing. Okay, I give you that one because us, no fathers, what's going on with the black men in the community? I give you that one. Let's look at it. Let's, let's deal with let's, that one. Let's, let's really let's deal with, this with that one. So here we are. We have a man that has several different children. You understand what I'm saying? Let's say you got 11, 12 children. Now, if you go back a few generations, those 11, 12 children were all on a, on in one place. And depending on your area and your timeline, it was on a piece of land that your grandfather owned. Right. It was working a business that he operated. Right. When nobody think about no red bottoms, when nobody thinking about no, no PlayStation 5s, when nobody thinking about no drip, they were thinking about progressive. The family. Everybody had the same religion in the household. Everyone was learning time-tested lessons, and right. they were being cultivated as men. Right. When a man gave you his word, it was bond. It's when solid. he said that I'm going to be here and I'm going to do it, you can bank on it. And so that's what made the credit system work, because if somebody said that they were going to pay you back, that money was paid. You can count on that being in the bank. It wouldn't know... Well, I missed my payment. No, they didn't do that because a man stood on his word because his word was literally what bonded him together 
as a human being, mm -hmm. as an ethereal being. It was the lifeblood of his cellular structure was what he's saying. Because why? Because he modeled himself out the God. And when God said, let there be, it is. And so when that presence of a man, when a man says, I am this, it is. When your father says, son, I want you to come around here. We're going to cook some food. Do you question that? No. That's what's going to happen. Daddy's going to beat your ass. And get you know what I'm saying? But when, when your household is divided, mm. and now those same 12 children are with 12 different women, you can no longer say, son, I'm going to do X, Y, and Z. Your influence is so spread out. The control of your household, the protection of you is so spread out, so thin. Because now you're one kingdom. You say you're a king, but your kingdom is in different countries. And now your influence is really depending on, because you don't have queens, you have concubines. It's a difference between a queen and a concubine. This man just dropped a whole... Well, that's what we're calling ourselves. You and you didn't we want to call that. ourselves something, but we don't but understand we are the meaning. up to the title of yeah. it. Because we know what a president is. We don't understand the value of kings. When a king, a king says something, it is decreed. It is law. It is just like it came out of the mouth of God. You can't vote a king in and a king out. Do you understand what I'm saying? Okay. He's not king by vote. He's king by bloodline. He's king by divine order. He's king through DNA. Mm. He's, he's considered God made, God made into physical being. If you understand what the real king is, a real king is not someone who just conquered or who just came in by vote or who forced his will. A king is who he is, period. And so when you understand your lineage and you understand that it's something that's spiritually and celestial made manifestation, you gain a queen because she has that same level. And that queen understands that it's not about you it's not about her. It's about the kingdom and furthering the kingdom. Therefore, you have father because everything that you're doing is furthering that kingdom, y'all mission. And so you understand the importance of your lineage and how it affects the kingdom. So it's, if you're a king and queen and you're in your community, right? Mm -hmm. You have no need to dominate over anyone else's community because you have everything that you need here. You cultivate your land. You cultivate your children. And so when you let a concubine, you oh, understand what I'm saying? I'm with you so much, bro. Like, you have actually dropped two other subjects that you can probably run with for conversational. Most, some will look at it as a debate. Some will look at it as a conversation because... One of the most important things that you said is like a man in a mission. Yeah. You know, if a man doesn't have a mission, he has no need for a woman. That goes back to the conversation with Pastor John Ward that, you know, a, a woman is made to be a multiplicant. You're the multiplier, she's the multiplicant. So whatever it is that you come up with, as the Bible says, she is your help meet, not M-E-E. AT, like some piece of meat or a piece of ass that most of us look at women as. She's a help M E E T. 
the help me. Throw meters. all them E's on it. Throw them E's on it. <laughs> no D's. Throw some E's That's on it. Multiply. Right, right, right. <laughs> so the, the 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 thing about the help meet is she is supposed to help you meet your obligations in yeah. life that God <laughs> has set up for you. Jake is awesome. But see, the thing about that is that. If you have not, going back to what you said about your father, that's what I love yeah. when you said, but your father, when you saw him submit to God, then his mission begins with everything that's going on. Like any man, I'm, I'm just saying, with any man, when he finally submits, at that point it becomes, now God is, all right, son, I got now you. Now you can that's hit it. Now, all right, son. Oh, uh, there it is. I got you. Uh-huh. Now, let's get to work. That's it. At that point, God is now working through you because it's God, man, woman, children. Mm-hmm. But a woman is looking for God, and a man has to be so ingratiated in God that when she's seeing God, she sees him. But most of us are too hood rich. <laughs> so, well, you got to remember. If here's the thing, a Southern playlist of Cadillac funky music. <laughs> if she doesn't know God, she don't recognize him. So my sheep hear my voice, and the stranger she won't follow, right? Ooh. But if you don't know, if you've never seen it, if you've never seen the presence of a man walking godly, and some of them people listening, they don't believe in God. But there's something about it. Oh, whether you whether you believe in it or not, it's it's a presence that, that has to be felt. Yes, and it's it greater is. than what you are. Yes. And when a, when someone sees somebody stepping in their greatness, it's attracted. And a lot of men are being great within them their own selves. You understand what I'm saying? They're mimicking something, and well, it's sexy and it's attractive, and they want they have sex, and then that's it. But when you don't have direction. Because a lot of us, we don't understand that. We don't understand what we're doing. And when you got people who are out there preying on men, because, uh, you know, Ginger Snap brought up something like, well, she was at all the shows. You know, she was here and she was there. There's a, 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 there's a verse in the Bible, in Proverbs, talk about the, the woman that stands at the way. And she's looking for the life of the young men. Said, and, you know, said, see, see one who was naive. And he was taken in by her, 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 her words, and they were sweet like honey. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Her beauty mm. and everything. Said, but don't go down there because basically you can see the footsteps going into the house, but you don't see no footsteps leaving the house. Oh, come on, talk about it. Said that she's that the woman has taken down kings. Mm. Do you understand what I'm saying? Yes, sir. Don't give your strength to women. Women take down kings. And so here's the thing. What, yeah. what a man is supposed to be, you're supposed to be with your equivalent. And so a lot of these guys, they think, that, oh, man, he got babies. He got, no, you've been, you've fallen victim. Because you don't understand the power of your position, the power of your seed. Because here it is, you're in a divided household, and you got women all over everywhere. Now, that's very different from a man that tried to work out a family. They tried to work out a plan. When people talk about all these elites and all this other stuff, right? Mm-hmm. And they talk about, you know, X, Y, and Z. You notice that they have a partner. You notice that they have a lineage. When people talk about, you know, all these famous names like the Rockefellers, it wasn't no baby mamas and baby daddies and all of that. They had nah. lineage. So he gave his sons a mission. That's it. Whether you agree with it or not, they had a mission. 
when you go into the high levels of a society, ain't high levels of society don't operate in baby mama, baby daddy. Yeah. They don't, they don't just get with no any old any old somebody. It has a mission. They want, and then when you get there, when them women grill other women, they want to know what school you went to. Breeding. They exactly. They breeding. look at breeding. We look at breeding. And you know, we're gonna almost end the so because I like how you always say, you know, we talk about the issues, let's give some solutions and kind of end the conversation is that um yeah, the um breeding is something that a lot of folks don't understand, but they understand breeding dogs, but you don't understand breeding humans. <laughs> and the thing about even with my sisters, like I I have oh, I can just talk to Angel, the, the vixen. I got two. Damn, I know three vixens. Anyhow, so I'm gonna get them. We need a conversation with them. But in dealing with them, I always say, sister, you have to. You're playing a game that's short and long term. What are the benefits? Short term, yes, you got a baby by him. Ooh, he's he's doing well now. Blah 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 blah. blah. But then long term becomes. Does he last in the industry? Because you know, the industry is three three years. Yeah, average had, rappers. It's not even three years. Three years. Now, it used to be three years. Yeah, now, it's probably about a year. Damn near a couple months at this point. But the whole thing is that you having a baby by him, but you're seeing short term. What is the purpose? Because if he can't be there for you later on, because you got the baby. Oh, I got a baby by. I'm not trying to call anybody out. I got a baby by X and Z rapper. All right, he was X and Z rapper at the top for one year. After that, then what? You got forever with this, this yeah, child. Yeah, forever with this dude, and then you're upset with him and the child. Yeah. The decision you made. So, dealing with solutions, you know, is just that going back to the absence of us. Yes. Because we, we, we the men, we got to address the us. The absence of us is how do we deal with this? You know, I know, I know it's FYI. Muslims, we're, we're taught, you know, take care of responsibilities, go back to your home. Yeah. Deal with that first before you start, even before you even look for another wife. Where you got, where, where are your children at? Exactly. What's going on with them? You got to, you have to give that information up before you can move further. But the responsibility is that one, we have to just apologize. Start with that. You know, most yeah. of us have left home. Start with the apology of, you know, look, Shawty, I'm sorry. I was young and I was dumb. That's literally what it was, young and dumb. Yeah. And I have responsibilities to you. I need to start taking care of my responsibilities. How can I? What can I do? Because most of us, again, as men, you know how to go. You don't want to have that conversation as men, but you know you got to have it. Yeah. Most of us still, as little boys, playing up as little men, that we don't want to have conversations. You 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 have sex with the girl, get her pregnant, and just leave. Never say nothing again. And she just happened to see you on Instagram one day, like, oh, that's your daddy. Go back and deal with the conversation first. Hey, I'm sorry. Or anything you ain't sorry. I don't know, I'm just how do we deal with this? We hold each other accountable. Us, us as men, we have to set the atmosphere, man. Um, when we got, like you said, it starts with the apology. The first thing is we have to hold account to our God, period. Because we're not living or weren't living in what we were supposed to be doing. And the other thing is we got to hold accountability to other men around us. 
You know, we got yeah. to be, if we got a homeboy that's not doing the right thing. And like having conversations like this, we got to set the atmosphere of getting things right, getting our loins under control. You know, getting our urges under the under control. And we decide what's acceptable or not. Yeah. And that's just the truth. A lot of people say, oh, okay, well, it's up to the women. No, we set the atmosphere. And the other thing is, it's not just your kids. We have to understand that as an influence in the community, it is not just the kids that you have, but it's the kids that your kids playing with. You got to set the right example for it. You got to be the example for your part in your community. Mm -hmm. So as a man, if you are at work, you have an influence on that atmosphere at work. You know, whether you're younger or older, you play your part. Mm -hmm. And you got to speak out with your actions. That's, that's the solution. The other thing is we're not honest with ourselves with sex. We're not honest with ourselves with what we're doing. And oh, we really weak. have to understand how to get that in control. And some of us know the way. And they're not speaking. Can no, I, go right ahead, my man. I'm doubling back to the big teacher father of mine. We, sex is supposed to be a way of finding fulfillment and enlightenment, right? Yeah. That triumphant 30 seconds at the end. That's what it's for. <laughs> Men get it. Sorry, sisters, you don't always time to get it. But hey, it is what it is. We're talking about the men right now. So, Minister Farrakhan, I'm trying to paraphrase him very much so. He says that we have not found purpose and fulfillment in our lives quite often. Yeah. So, therefore, you use it through your penis to find that it's like a drug for you. It's that high because you can't find, you haven't found that because society has hindered you, beat you down, put you into a corner where you didn't go to school, you didn't do this, didn't do that, blah, blah, blah. So now you can't do anything to further yourself. So now you're using sex as a way to file that, 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 that excitement, whatever, you know, that whatever it is in your life, I don't know the word I'm looking for, the drive, the feel, that, that passion, whatever, that feeling that you, Get when you've accomplished something, we're not accomplishing. So therefore, we're accomplishing through conquering. Yeah. We have to find goals that we need to set in our life to put us on paths to get us better. That's just me having a little thought that hit me while I was sitting here because we do. Again, you know, brothers who've had you know, sex with 30 women in a month. Again, it's all about just having fun to see how they can do it. And then you get older, then what? Like you say, you're in a nursing home because you ain't got nobody coming to visit it you. It didn't mean nothing. You know, it was just, you had all this fun, but you didn't take care of your responsibilities. Mm-hmm. And now you're old and have nothing. And then you have to ask yourself. Was it worth it? What, what type of fun was it? You got children all over there who don't know you. You got, you know... Whole community's broken, and it creates such an effect. It's 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 a, an effect that goes throughout generations, because now your daughters don't know how to act, now your your sons don't know how to act, and the mothers to your children don't know how to act because of the actions that you took, and those who are the most successful of us, who have women coming after you, 
who have, you know, uh, all of these things and you don't have the discipline of your loins and to understand what households you're building. You understand? Because nobody, you know, I don't want to say nobody, but as a child, it's not in your plan to create, you know, 17 households. David household. You know what I'm saying? That's not a household. It's it's just brokenness. Because I can remember being a child, being laying in the bed at night, wondering what my dad is up to. Yeah. You understand what I'm saying? I can remember being a teenager and going, I don't know what to do next. You know what I mean? I remember being in my 20s. And going to Home Depot and my mom going, you know, that's your daddy right there. Oh. I hadn't seen him in years. I know. I know. Do you understand what I'm saying? Yeah. So as the product of that, of course, it's something else having a stepfather there. I got a wonderful, I have the best stepfather in the world. And thankfully, my father and my stepfather get along. My father had to actually, he actually went and thanked my stepfather. You understand what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But having that connection to your biological father means everything. And a lot of people don't have that. And when we understand that, hey, there's something that needs to happen. Thankfully, I got it. My father, he came and talked to me. He came and talked to me about actually what was really going on. And my father's raw. You know what I mean? He's ex, you know, army veteran. You know what I mean? He's a, you know, I can imagine uh, for re- recon veteran. And he was like, hey. This is what's going on. This is what was happening. And you know what I mean? So when someone can be, because that's what we need. We need the honesty. Uh. And we need to see the healing throughout each generation. Because it's not just the older people. It's the younger people as well. The mothers need to be honest. Like you said, when we have these mothers who who are fail to be honest with their children and with themselves, and they tell themselves a lie when they know that they were plotting on this guy when they know that they were cheating, when they know that they was just, I, they was outside and I'm going to live Man. my life and I'm going to do me. And when when we need to be honest with each other and see the effects of what we're doing, because here's the thing, we, we're not all perfect. We ain't perfect. A lot of us do dirt. All of us do some type of form of dirt. Yeah. We're made from the dirt. We go back to the dirt. You know, we're not, you know, it's not to say that we're we're exempt and we're perfect. All of us make mistakes. But the thing is, we need to do the best that we actually can, especially as men. And we need to fix our communities and come up with real solutions by speaking with each other. And you can't do it all, but you can do what you can. Can I end my comment? Yeah, you? do your we thing, done. man. We're probably going to go off for a few seconds, but I want to end right here with this for me. So two things. One, you were saying about your father, and I was acknowledging the feeling of wondering what your father was doing because my father's in the house. My father traveled a lot because of the work they was doing, but my father's always there. <clears throat> but I can remember as a child, still wondering what my dad was up to, where he at, you know, is he safe? Or even if he was in the house, just wondering about your dad because it's still yeah. my father. The maturity factor as grown men when you get older is that and it took a number of years, you know, that when stuff was going wrong in my life, I had to seek out counseling from men's perspective and having to go sit with your father and have that conversation of dad, I'm fucking up right now. Yeah. 
or dad. I just don't know what to do. And being able to have that man in your life to give you manly guidance was a lot for me. And then I see my friends who didn't have it and trying to talk with them. And then even at certain points, say, yo, go talk to my father. I can't tell you that, homie. Go talk to my dad. So it became like dad for a lot of people. So I understand, you know, just 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 going back to that one. But I'm going to say this is my last point for me. So um, I, I love the Nation of Islam. I love it because I love the brother and sisterhood that we develop. And I wish that it could be replicated and duplicated outside of it, but it is what it is. Currently, at some point, you have to come in. The there We have a national captain for sisters and men. Ours is set up like a military. It's orders, procedures, everything got to be structurally given. And our captain at one point was Brother Sharif. He's now the minister of Atlanta. And I remember this one point, he was saying, kind of going back to stand on the subject with you about the absence of fathers and what's going on and how men, how we react. And I remember he said there was a story he was telling us at the men's class one night. He was saying, brothers, go talk to your father. Those of you all who got a daddy at home, you don't get along, and those whose daddy is missing somewhere. You just, and you see him, but he ain't never been in the house. You just pissed off with him. Go talk to him. You never know what, why he left, what happened to him. And he told us the story of a brother who was in the mosque. He said, I, I, he said, this is me, brother, because he had issues with his dad. He said, I had to go back and talk with my dad and you know, become a man. He said, but there was this brother in the mosque who had issues with his father growing up his whole life. His dad wasn't there. Like 10 years old plus dad was gone. He didn't understand. He was just pissed off with his dad, like, F you. You left me and mom and all, blah, blah, blah. So his whole life he grew up hating his dad. You know, and then you know what comes as a result. Yeah. Men issues and uh, oh, yeah. he was he just real crazy. And then he came into the mosque and he went and spoke back with his father one day. But Sharif told him, Go talk to your dad. Figure out what's going on with your son. You need to go deal with that. The brother came back to him and told him, he said that he went and spoke to his father, and his father broke down crying. He was like, his father was his father was an alcoholic, having drinking. He had seen him around town, he was just an alcoholic. So that's why he's pissed off with his dad. And he said his father broke down crying when he spoke to him. He said, he's a grown man. He's probably like 35-ish, he said. But the, the father was crying. He's like, man, son, I've been waiting to talk to you my whole your whole life. I just didn't know how to do it. I've been waiting to talk to you. And the son's upset still trying to, you know, why, well, why the fuck you ain't come talk to me? I'm down the street, blah, blah, blah. He said, son, I just didn't know how to. And he finally gets to the point, well, Dad, why'd you leave? You know, you just left us. He said, son, I remember coming home one day and your mother and I have been fighting, but you're still coming home, taking care of the family. He said, I walked in on your mother having sex with somebody in my bedroom. I lost. I went to the bar and never left. So instead of him killing his family, he went to the bar and got drunk. So Brother Shreve told us a story, a little bit more into it. But he says that you never know what's going on with your father. 
instead of killing your mama and traumatizing the whole family, he just buried it himself and went into drugs, went into alcohol, or something else happened that no one knows about. Yeah. But he knows. And your mama now blaming your daddy, he ain't shit. You done told you your whole life your daddy ain't shit. But your mama don't know that the daddy walked in and saw him have, her having sex. That's why he left. All that to say, men who are listening, grow the fuck up and go talk to your daddy. He's your daddy now. Yeah. But when he gets into your life, I bet you he becomes your father. He's going to give you some guidance that you ain't thought about. I don't care if he's a, a, a wino on the streets or a crack addict. He'd be able to tell you something he that's going something that you don't further know. your life. The difference between a father and a dad and the difference between our community growing and where we've been stifled at now is that there is no connection between the father and the son. And if we don't mend this, because if you look at it, most women got that connection with the daughter somehow. They are friends. It's not ain't the ideal relationship, but they doing something. Yeah. But we as men are not connected to our son. And if we don't become the heads of our house, the world will continue to be the heads of our house. With that, I'm going to pass the collection plate over to Brother Darkness himself. <laughs> Go ahead and wind nah, this down. Everything was said, man. I really appreciate y'all coming on out. And tell somebody about it. Like, comment, subscribe. Hit us, a, 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 throw the link out there. And till next time, y'all have a sip darkness, on that. Darkness, everybody, darkness. Darkness is signing out with the yellow with the ears. Holla! <laughs> this is Tim Newbar, Newbar's Hargrove, Cocktails and Conversations. Tune in every Friday, 7 p.m. on all streaming platforms. Tell somebody.